Welcome to the Milwaukee Sports Performance Podcast. We are your hosts, Michael and Lauren Falk. We are physical therapists, athletic trainers, and strength and conditioning coaches at Kinetic Sports Medicine and Performance. We will be talking all things related to athletic performance for Milwaukee area athletes. Sports medicine, performance training, sports nutrition, recovery, and sports coaching. There's a lot of misinformation and myths surrounding athletic performance and injuries. This podcast is designed to bring current, factual, and evidence-based information to Milwaukee area athletes. What's up, everyone? It's Dr. Michael Falk here with the Milwaukee Sports Performance Podcast. Today, I'm not joined by a guest again, and I'm actually going to go off on a little bit of a rant. So, I'm going to start this. We're, you know, we're going to talk about uh, my profession within physical therapy today, and this is something that I talk about quite a bit. I just finished teaching a sports elective course at Marquette, and we brought up some of these topics. And I'm going to start by telling you my bias up front. So, you know, at our practice at Kinetic Sports Medicine and Performance, we see a unique population: um, largely athletes, largely active adults that want to get back to to fitness, sports, wellness activities professional players, high schoolers, college players that are trying to return to a high level. So that's kind of our niche. But as our reputation has grown in the area, we also now get a lot of second opinions. So we've sort of become the last-ditch effort for people that have failed conservative rehab elsewhere. They've tried physical therapy. It hasn't worked. Um, We get a lot of referrals from doctors where, you know, they've got a patient they just nothing else has has worked so it's like why don't you go try to meet with these guys and and see if they can help you so um that's kind of my experience and and what i'm going to talk about today i want to couch it in that light that you know we see a small group of people this by no means is is everyone this is by no means every physical therapist and not you know trying to to uh, attack anyone in, in particular i'm just sharing my experience here and this is fresh on my mind coming out of teaching this sports elective course and then um, over the past few weeks we've had numerous people um, come into our our clinic uh, attend a couple of our workshops and that's that's why this is fresh in my brain and and where this is coming from so um, we we ran an online running workshop um, probably two or three weeks ago at this point and you know, really well attended. We had great interaction um, with people, um, a lot of great questions and things like that. And we've been setting up these calls with people coming out of that. And what this was really workshop was really geared towards was uh, people um, wanting to improve their performance. So we're really uh, partnering with a running coach to help design strength and conditioning um, programs, uh, assessments of people. Um, and then race planning for people. And what we found was there's a lot of people as we're doing these conversations and calls that are having longstanding pain and issues. And they've been in physical therapy. Um, so there's, you know, they've been seeing people, right? We had two other people reach out to the clinic last week as well that um, have gone eight, nine months out of physical therapy uh, practice for different things with with no no success, no progress really being made. And they're very frustrated. They're now going to get um, MRIs and imaging and, uh, you know, diagnostic injections. And, you know, they're kind of going continually down this rabbit hole. And in talking to some of these people about 
what have they been doing and what advice have they been given? Um, it's been very frustrating for us, um, honestly, because it you can hear how frustrated these people are. You can hear how sad and disappointed they are. You can hear how much they miss running and other activities without pain. And you can just hear in their voice how much this has worn on them. Um, some of them have spent you know, countless amounts of money now on expensive MRIs and things like that without having answers. And they've spent countless time, you know, two to three times a week in a physical therapy office doing things that aren't helping them get back to their activity. As we start diving into, you know, what have they been doing? We see large missed things that, that weren't really being addressed. Um, we had a patient coming back from an Achilles um, issue that had never done in physical therapy, had never done anything to strengthen their calf muscle. They'd never done anything to simulate a single leg squat. They'd never done any type of um, jumping or plyometric activities before they're running, right? They were largely just would go into the office, um, lay on the table, have something done to them. Um, lots of people did single leg balance, right? Lots of people stood on BOSU balls and Sounds like they juggled balls and um, all kinds of other things, but they miss some key, you know, foundational elements that we are relatively confident are very important for runners to be able to do, and are very important to gradually expose an area to more and more stress over time. And that's really what we feel our job is as providers: is to gradually expose um, tissues human beings to more stress to prepare them for the activities that they they enjoy and help them get back to doing those things. And as we're talking to these people, some of these just foundational elements are, are missed and they're spending a lot of time there, but it's always stuff is being done to them. They're, they're not actively participating. They're getting dry needled. They're getting lasered. They're getting soft tissue mobilization. They're getting stretched, right? But they are not actively up loading their structures, working on their exercise technique, gradually progressing their loads, getting used to the speeds, trying to expose their body to impact, right? They're just told to rest and not run because that's what's hurting you. Okay, you feel great now that you're not doing that. Now we did all this stuff to you. And then they're just told to go back to running, right? They're not given any plan. They're not, okay, let's gradually increase your distance. Let's gradually um, do this. Let's try doing some single leg jumping beforehand for a few weeks to get used to the stress before we go run. It's just rest till it doesn't hurt. Okay, now it doesn't hurt. You should be good to go back to your activity. And the human body just doesn't work that way, right? The human body needs to be exposed to stress over and over again over time. And we're having these conversations and it's the same conversation over and over and over again. And we're talking to these people and it's like their overwhelming response is that, well, I tried physical therapy and it doesn't work, right? And we're having to tell them, you know, I definitely understand your frustration and I understand where you're coming from, but I'm not sure that you really had physical therapy, right? No offense to the people that they saw, but, you know, laying on a table, getting dry needle, getting soft tissue, doing one exercise, balancing on a BOSU ball, and then leaving the clinic two to three days a week. That's not physical therapy, right? I'm not exactly sure what that is, but it's not physical therapy, 
right? And so we're trying to talk to these people about, you know, I'm sorry that that was your experience, but it, if that's all that you did, that doesn't surprise me that that didn't solve this issue for you. And, you know, we're going to take a different approach. And this is kind of our philosophy. This is our approach. This is what we would do and trying to give them uh, a different path. But, you know, by this point, some of these people are six, seven, eight months into a plan of care, going to a clinic two to three days a week and uh, having imaging, going to doctors, trying to figure it out, feeling like they're never going to get back to their activities. And these are these have been surprisingly very hard conversations for us. And it's honestly been very um, just emotionally draining because you feel so bad for some of these individuals and what they've gone through. And, and often we're just not sure what to say other than like, I'm, I'm so sorry that this has been your experience. As a physical therapist, you know, I'm very proud of what we do. I think we do a profession, we're, we're in a profession that we get to help people, you know, real people make a real impact, make, um, stay active, exercise, work out, play sports, um, go to the gym and lift weights, go play golf without pain, right? Sometimes even more than that, um, you know, play with their kids, crawl around on the floor, go throw a baseball at their son's, uh, be a coach at their son's, you know, baseball practice, get to go throw the football around with them, right? Do these different things that are very rewarding to them. And, and we really get to know these people and make an impact. And I think our profession is uniquely positioned to be able to help people. But, you know, we were talking about this a little bit. My parents are in town around the holidays, and we are talking about it before dinner, about how frustrating it was having some of these conversations and how bad we felt for some of these people. And, you know, my dad said something that really stuck with me about, you know, that has to make it hard to recommend somebody goes and sees a physical therapist if that's the kind of standard of care that you keep seeing out there. And the fact is that it, it has gotten hard. You know, people will... Um, reach out to us, friends that live all over the country, like, hey, this is what's going on. Should I go see a PT? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I think PT could help. And they're like, well, where do I go? And quite frankly, unless I know someone in the area, I have a hard time telling them, well, just open up the phone book and go see a physical therapist. You know, just go check out the yellow pages and go see what's out there because there's a lot of bad care that's still going on. And, you know, going into taking this next step of where do we go from here, right? Um, One of the things that we're trying to do is help by teaching, by uh, bringing students into our clinic and training them, um, and then doing an actual course at Marquette so that hopefully we can try to impact this and and help raise the profession up overall um, and that we're not just sitting here in a glass house throwing throwing stones, um, you know, that we are actually trying to do something to to make an impact, but it's also hard because students, you know, a foundational element of clinical education program or of physical therapy programs is clinical education. And so how many students are out in the clinic being mentored and seeing this is what the standard of care is. This is what is done. This is what physical therapy looks like. It's laying on a table with a hot pack. It's a little bit of soft tissue mobilization, some some dry needling, okay, a couple balance exercises, maybe you grab one or two pound dumbbells, and then um, a little bit of stim at the end, 
to make sure you get all your units in and then we'll see you again in two or three days, right? And if that's what the students keep doing and keep seeing clinically, you know, how do we break the cycle? How do we how do we raise up the standard overall? And you know, I I don't have a great answer, but I am encouraged by, you know, the class that we had and um, the way the students interacted. You know, I think that um, the younger generation of clinicians is coming up and saying like, this isn't what's, this isn't how it should be done. There has to be a better way. There has to be more that we can do. And they're very motivated to try to help people and be, and, and be excellent. So I'm very encouraged, hopefully, about where this is going. You know, in the meantime, for people that are listening to this as, as potential patients in physical therapy, you know, my advice to you is, is to really talk to people, to really talk to your provider and really be an informed consumer, you know, understand what is their plan of care? What is the end goal? If you want to get back to running, what is their progression to get you there, right? And if it's going from laying on a table and balancing on one leg and then yeah, you should be good to run. Go find someone else, right? As a profession, there are just tremendous clinicians that are around to help you. There are great places that you can go to get care and see improvement. And it might not be the most convenient. It might not. It might be a little bit more expensive, potentially, right? But what's the cost of an extra drive, a couple extra dollars per visit to actually accomplish your goal? versus wasting your time sitting in an office, not getting better, still not getting back to your activities, right? Our profession is more than a series of interventions, right? We are not just people that dry needle. We are not just people that can do a soft tissue mobilization and massage, right? We are a profession that is well-trained to fully evaluate where you are and build a comprehensive plan to get you back to your activities, right? And a good plan of care should involve all of these things that progressively get you back to those things that you're doing. So I would really encourage, you know, potential patients, athletes, active people that, that are dealing with an issue, that are frustrated, struggling, right? Do some research. There are some just fantastic clinicians in, in almost every city at this point. It might not be the PT clinic that's two doors down. But they are around, and it's worth the 15, 20, 30-minute drive to go and see them where you can actually start seeing results. As, as students or other PTs that are listening to this, you know, I think we can all do better. Our profession is awesome, and I think it's going to continue to get better. I get so energized talking to young clinicians, training young clinicians, um, you know, working with our own staff member now who's um, continuing to see the impact that we're able to have on people's lives. And uh, it just makes me so excited for what's to come and for the number of people that we're going to continue to help and the impact that we're going to have on their lives going forward. So um, I apologize for the, uh, for the rant today. I hope, uh, I hope it strikes a chord with some people. Um, it's just something that I've been thinking about and really needed to uh, get off my chest. So thank you uh, for listening today, and uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Milwaukee Sports Performance Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something new that will help you achieve your goals. If you did, we would love for you to head over to Instagram and search 
MKE Sports Podcast. Like, follow, or comment on today's episode. If you have questions, comments, topics, or guest suggestions, reach out through that Instagram account. Your feedback will help us make this podcast as relevant and informative as possible. If you have additional time, we'd appreciate your help in spreading this information. If you could head over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review, it will help us spread the word to more athletes in the greater Milwaukee area. Have a great day, and we will see you next time.